now there is debate about what is the reason why God brought down the punishment upon the people of Lot. Was it because they were raping people and robbing people and murdering uh, the passerby, the traveler? Or is it because of the fact that they were homosexuals? Thank you for joining me, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me. Today we have, uh, I think, a very important and interesting topic uh, that I want to discuss with you. Okay. And that is the topic of who is better, a comparison between the people of Lot and the nation of Muhammad Okay. Okay? Okay. So, uh, we all know uh, Jews, Christians, Muslims, they all know uh, the story of the people of Lot. Uh, it's mentioned in the Torah, it's mentioned in the Old Testament of the Bible, and it's also mentioned in the Quran and in the narrations uh, of the Prophet Muhammad and also the companions who were around the Prophet Muhammad And in short, the nation of Lot were a people, uh, they were one of the best people that ever existed. The narration state uh, in the in the beginning, they were they were sharing and everything. Uh, they were living in harmony. Uh, they would go out to work at the same time. Uh, they would return uh, at the same time. And uh, overall, they were really good people, and they were blessed, and they had money. And then what happened is that they were stricken. Uh, they were stricken by a drought and that caused them to go from, from a place of riches uh, to a place of poverty. Uh, they didn't have enough sustenance to feed their, their cities. Um, and they began to uh, become upset by this and in trying to figure out what the reason was uh, for this drought and why the blessings were taken away from them. Uh, they came to the conclusion that uh, the reason was because Iblis had come to them in the flesh and, and as they were quarreling about what the reason was. And he began to whisper to them and say, the reason why uh, you guys went from a state of being blessed and having riches to a state of poverty is very simple. It's because uh, every time somebody poor comes to you, you guys give them all your belongings. You're very kind to them. You give them everything that you have. You take your food and you feed them. You honor the guests, the passerby, right? The traveler. And for that reason, you guys wasted all your resources when you should have saved it. See, wouldn't it have come in handy if you, if, uh, if you wouldn't have done that and you still had these resources today? And so... They began to agree with him, and they began to regret the fact that they were so generous. And then Iblis inspired them, according to the narrations and the traditions that are written in Islam, and also some of the, uh, some of the Jewish narrations. He said to them, hey, do you guys know how, that, how to become rich again? And they said, how? He said to them, 
anytime somebody comes through your city, a poor person, what you do is you steal all their belongings, take it by force. They had taken your things before, right? Didn't you guys give them stuff before? Well, now you're in need. You gave them when they were in need. Now you're in need. When they come by, take it back. And then they begin to say to one another, well, but they're going to fight us. Uh, if, we, if we rob these people, they could go back to the city, bring their, their tribe, their clan, and come back and attack us. He said, no, don't worry about that. I have the solution for you. What you do is you will anally rape them. And if you do so, they will never come back again. This is how you will ensure that you will be rich from now on. This is what the narration states. And so he taught them this practice of robbing and then raping uh, the passerbys. And during those times, uh, if a person was to uh, rape a woman or a person was to, this was, this was considered to be a symbol of domination, power or authority over them. Even uh, back in the day, the Arabian tribes, uh, when they would war with one another, when one tribe would defeat another tribe, what they would do is they would take the women of that tribe and they would rape them. And that would be a sign that one tribe had achieved domination over the other tribe. And this is what eventually led to um, the Arabs hating that they have daughters and burying their daughters alive because they considered that their daughters would be a liability in the event that they were raided by another tribe. And, and then they would have all these women that would be raped. So um, it's better not to have them at all. So um, the people of Lot, they continued to terrorize people. They continued to rape the strangers that would come to their city. And uh, God sends to them a prophet. Uh, whose name is Lot. And Lot, uh, he's somebody who comes from the outside. He manages to enter into their city and take up residence. Um, and it's interesting to know that the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, even though they were raping all of the people and, and, and robbing them, they didn't do so with Lot. They actually welcome him in, they accept him, and they honor him. There is no record whatsoever of Lot being raped by or his family being harassed by um, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah in Islamic narrations. And so Lot takes up residence with them for a long time and he preaches them, preaches to them, and he calls them towards God. And most of the people, they don't listen to him. Mm -hmm. And they continue um, doing their ways and they continue, uh, practicing these, uh, these acts and, and doing what they would normally do. And now there is debate about what is the reason why God brought down the punishment upon the people of Lot? Was it because they were raping people and robbing people and murdering, uh, the passerby, the traveler? Or is it because of the fact that they were homosexuals and they were practicing homosexuality with each other? Mm -hmm. And regardless of what the reasons were, whether it was that 
or the other, or if it was both of them. It doesn't matter because that's not the uh, topic at hand today. What matters is the, the, the fact that God Almighty would see that there was a nation that was behaving in such a way. We know for a fact that they were raping people. We know for a fact that they were murdering people. We know for a fact that they were robbing people. And we know for a fact that uh, they were practicing homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And God cared about them enough to send to them his messenger. Yeah. And God not only sent to them a messenger to stand at their gates and yell at them or hold up a sign saying, you're going to hell, but rather he caused that messenger to take residence with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so merciful. And there's also a stance in the Quran where Lot offers his own daughters in marriage to the people of Lot. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I think that in the Bible, there's reference to the fact that his daughters were engaged mm-hmm. to people from the city of Lot, right? Yes. From Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, it does. Uh, so that's that's extremely important and i think that everything that's mentioned in the quran and in the bible and the torah it's not just mentioned for the sake of entertainment but rather we're supposed to take heed of these stories right yeah so we find god caring about these people god wanting to save these people yeah. uh, even though they were murderers yeah. and god wanting to lead them back um, to the right path and then things go sour. What happens? The angels come. The angels come. And, uh, and the people, uh, they, they want to do the same routine that they've been doing. Uh, when passerbys come, they want to uh, engage with them in a relationship, although a forced relationship. And Lot is saying, please don't do this to my guests. And they, they're insisting. So God tells Lot to to leave. Okay, so then these angels come. Yeah. These angels, they go first to Abraham. And they, they, they tell Abraham that there's been so many complaints that went up to God about the people of Lot, that God has pretty much sent them down there to go check out what's happening because a big punishment is coming to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And, and then Abraham, he starts pleading with the angels and pleading with God to not bring down the punishment upon the people of Lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraham wants more time for them. Abraham wants to save them. And we find that Lot also in the narrations, he has the uh, same attitude in the beginning. He doesn't want that the punishment come down upon his people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So it's a stance of love that both Abraham and Lot have. Yeah. Uh, towards the humans that are living in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Um, and then the angels, they, they walk into the town and they go over to Lot's house. Uh, Lot tries to hurry up and hide them mm-hmm. because he knows that uh, because they're extremely attractive and because they're passerbys that the people of Sodom and Gomorrah are naturally going to try to harass them and see what it is that they have, try to con them, rob them. Uh, and uh, probably rape them or try to rape them 
and maybe murder them. Yeah. So he hides them in his house quickly. And then the, the, the people of Lot, uh, the people of Sodom, they start gathering around the house of Lot. Mm -hmm. what, what happens? What are, what are they intending to do? Uh, the indication is that they're intending to, to rape him because then Lot offers his daughters in the place of them, right? So, um, yeah, the indication is that they want to, to rape the, the angels, and he's saying, uh, they say, send out your guests, and, uh, and he's, he's trying to say, don't, please don't do this, please, um, please honor my guests, mm -hmm. and, uh, and they're insisting. And so Lot offers his daughters, yes. and the response is in the Quran, uh, you know, verily you know, that we have no need in regards to your daughters, and verily you know what we want. Yes. And so they don't harm the daughters of Lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't want them. They don't want them. And so there's no assault that takes place on Lot, and there's no assault that takes place on the daughters of Lot. Um, but they still want to get in. Mm -hmm. Lot now, he's closed the door. He's locked it. The guests are inside. His family's inside. And the people of Lot, they start losing their patience. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, they attack the door. They forcefully try to break entry into the house of Lot. <laughs> and the narration state that the moment that they attempt to do this, the moment that they violate the sanctity of Lot by attempting to break into his residence is the moment that the angels strike them with blindness. The entire city now cannot see. It's, it's pitch black for them. They all go blind. Okay. And Lot manages to escape because they can't see them now, yeah. him and his guests from amongst their midst, mm -hmm. and escape out of the city. This is how they manage to escape. Okay, well. Because they're, they're not seen. Yes. Yeah. People are wandering around in blindness, and then the punishment comes down upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes. Why? For violating the sanctity of the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. That's... If we look at the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what happens? We find that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, during his life, he warns the nation and he tells them. He says, Fatima is a part of me. Whoever harms her has harmed me. And whoever harms me has harmed Allah. And whoever harms Allah Upon him is the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the, we find that there's a very interesting parallel that takes place between, between the family of Muhammad, the household of Imam Ali, the successor of Muhammad sallallahu and between the story of Lot and the people of Sodom and Gomorrah after the death of the Prophet Muhammad. The people, the Muslim nation, after the death of the Prophet, surround the house of Fatima and Ali in the same manner that the people of Sodom and Gomorrah surrounded the house of Lot and his daughters. Yeah, that's true. And the people of the nation of Muhammad shouted out to Fatima and, and to the people of the house, 
to bring Imam Ali out. I never saw this parallel before. That's really interesting. To pledge allegiance to Abu Bakr in the same way that these people over here were yelling at Lot to bring out his guests. Wow. And just as the people of Sodom and Gomorrah forcefully attacked the door of Lot, the people of the nation of Muhammad forcefully attack the door of the daughter of the Prophet of Allah Fatima al-Zahra. They kick the door open and they set it on fire and they cause Fatima al-Zahra to have a miscarriage and sustain injuries to which she died six months after that. Here you have an attack at the door. Here you have an attack at the door. Here you have violating the sanctity of the Prophet of Allah. And here you have a violation of the sanctity of the Prophet of Allah. Here you have a curse come down upon the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, and they're struck with blindness. And we find that over here, at that very moment, that they attack the door of Fatima al-Zahra, seeking to drag Imam Ali out, they too were struck with blindness of the heart. And the entire Muslim nation becomes blind and they remain in a state of blindness until the morning comes. Over here, they remain in a state of blindness until the morning comes. And the Quran says what? that the angels state, verily their appointed time is in the morning, isn't the morning near. Over here, the morning in the narrations of Muhammad and the family of Muhammad is the appearance of the Mahdi. And so the Muslim nation wow. remains in a state of blindness from the day that they attack the door of Fatima al-Zahra all the way until the appearance of Imam Mahdi. And in their state of blindness, they continue to violate and murder and pillage and 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 kill Muhammad uh, Muhammad's uh, seed, the imams, imam after imam after imam, until it reaches a point that they take Imam Hussein and they behead him and they kill all of his companions and family members. They place his head on a sword. Imam Hussein, whom whom the Prophet Muhammad said, Al Hussein is from me and I am from Al Hussein. And God loves whoever loves Al Hussein. And whom the Prophet said that Al Hassan and Al Hussein are the masters of the youth of paradise. This blind Muslim nation take him, behead him, place his head on a spear, and they march with him through the cities the Muslim cities. And from that time, from the time of, of Fatima al-Zahra until today, the Muslim nation has been blinded by God and has refused to even properly address and correct their actions. They have been in a total slumber as if they have not seen the atrocities that have taken place against Muhammad and the family of Muhammad. That's 
it's just so heartbreaking. And the, the fact that you're mentioning this, this blindness of the hearts, like when you read these stories and you, you learn what these people did to the daughter of Prophet Muhammad and to the grandson of Prophet Muhammad, it's almost uh, it's almost unbelievable that they could claim to love Prophet Muhammad and then follow the people who who did these actions. But there is no explanation other than this extreme blindness of the heart, as you said. And so, when we look at now the parallels between the actions of the nation of Muhammad and the the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, we find that it's very clear why God put this story in the Quran. Because uh, the new people of Sodom and Gomorrah, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah in this time, uh, they're not the homosexuals. They're the nation of Muhammad, who violated uh, his sanctity. That's who they are. Wow. And if we were to compare the two nations, who would be more honorable? The ones whom spared and refused to touch the family of Lot, or the ones whom killed and murdered every single one of the family of Muhammad I think the answer is very clear. The answer is extremely clear. Uh, who's better, the one who is blind in the eye or the one who's blind of the heart? And so this punishment was prolonged. Muhammad what they did to him was much worse than what they did to Lot. And Muhammad is much better than Lot and much dearer to God than Lot is. And the punishment which is going to come down upon the nation of Muhammad for this violation, unless they repent, is going to be far greater in the time of Imam Mahdi than the punishment which came down upon the people of law. It's just, I mean, I, I think nobody has ever laid out this comparison in this way. And I certainly, myself, I never saw the parallels in that story. And I think the story of the people of law, as you said, is one of those debated stories that people have like misunderstood uh, throughout time. And people have used it as a way to like judge certain people certain groups of people, oppressed people. And the reality of that story is that it's actually a warning and a message to uh, the Muslim nation in this time. That's, that's amazing. Thank you so much for, for, for teaching me that. Well, the Prophet Muhammad he said, he said, you follow the sunnahs of those who came before you. And step by step. So much so that if they were to fall into the lizard's hole, you would follow them. And we find that exactly every mistake and, and every sin and every violation that the nations did before, unfortunately, those who claim to be Muslims followed in their footsteps and did the same. And so we take this opportunity uh, to call upon all those people who claim to be Muslim and followers of Muhammad and the family of Muhammad to sit back and reflect upon their own actions before judging others and think about and consider the parallels between the story of Lot and between the actions of the nation of Muhammad Consider how that nation was dealt with 
for violating the sanctity of Lot and attacking his door, and consider the mercy of God that he has had upon this nation to delay the punishment after their attack on the door of Fatima. We'll continue in the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I can't wait to continue next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the School of Divine Mysteries. And uh, I have to say my mind is extremely blown by what I've just learned. I never noticed the parallels between these two stories, the story of the people of Lot and the story of the family of Muhammad. And uh, this is, it's extremely clear that this is not a story about homo homosexuals or homosexuality. This is a story about the violation of the sanctity of God's messenger. And this is a story that is specifically recorded as a warning. And I really hope that people consider that warning. I hope that the, the Muslim nation takes heed and really re reflects on themselves and realizes this story is not about them. This story is about you. Um, I can't wait to learn more next time and to continue this journey. Thank you so much for joining us.